Welcome to episode 80 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. I'm sitting in a very nice cafe in Cotati, California, near Sonoma State University, where my son is at baseball camp. And it's fitting that he's there because today, on today's show, I should say, I talked to Wayne Potish, who is a kids rocker. He rocks and he rocks hard, but gently for families totally appropriate. He has many albums out. It was great to talk to him about the way that he thinks about kids' music and how he has used his influences to create kids' music. And also, just he's just a good guy, you know, close with his kids, talks about how he works with his kids a little bit, how his kids surprised him with a playlist of their favorite of his songs. Like what, and, and they're teenagers, like what teenager will tell their parents, here's, here's what I love that you do, mom or dad. Here's what I love. So Wayne's got a very special relationship with his kids. It's very, very cool. If you stay tuned all the way to the end of the show, you can hear Wayne's song at the baseball game, which we obviously love because we have the littlest, biggest baseball fan on earth in our family here, in the Good Stuff family. Uh, and that's a great song. It's really a sort of a great overview of what Wayne does. Takes stuff that we do and makes really nice family-friendly rock and roll songs for you and your kids to listen to. Hope everyone's had a great summer so far. If you want to reach me, Mike at GoodStuffPod.com or GoodStuffPod.com. That's right. You didn't know where I was going with that. I didn't really either because I'm looking at a bag of Doritos and I got distracted because Doritos you know delish anyhow hope you enjoy my talk with wayne you can find him at waynepodish.com all of this information is available at www.goodstuffpod.com stay cool out there eat lots of popsicles talk to you at the end of the show Uh, welcome to the good stuff kids podcast wayne podash how are you today I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. You're in your mobile studio, looking very comfortable. Wearing your I am. I'm, shirt. I'm, I'm chilling. 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 It's chilling. a nice afternoon. It's it's actually pouring here where I am. But uh, oh really? Okay. So what? So yeah. where are you? Where are you? Just to set the scene a little bit. I'm I'm outside of Boston. Uh-huh. I, I was just in Boston, but um, I'm going to be playing at a school in a little while, and uh, it's in a town called Needham, which is about 15, 20 minutes Needham. ride. Cool. So what time is your so what we should this is just fascinating. What time is your gig at the school? I'll be playing there at three o'clock. Okay, so we're gonna get back to that because I think that's gonna that's gonna give people a good insight into what you do. Um so so what's your you you've been in the uh, the kids music game for a little while. Um by my count you have about eight records that you've released. That's is right. that that's right? Yep. So um, that's- t- tell us about your background. I, I mean I'm always fascinated when I talk to musicians to hear you know, how they got to the point of having eight records for, for kids and families. Okay. Well, you know, when I, when I started out, I was in a rock and roll band in Boston Mm -hmm. and I went to Berkeley college of music in Boston Mm -hmm. and I was, uh, having a great time playing in this band, uh, that was, we released a album, uh, an EP, which is like three songs, not a whole album. And, my drummer couldn't, ma- I don't remember why, but he couldn't make it for one of our shows. So we had a substitute drummer come in and his wife worked. Uh, she was the director of a preschool 
And a few months later, she called me and said, oh, we need uh, we need somebody to fill in for our Christmas sh- uh, holiday show um, in school. Would you would you come in and do that for us? And I said, I- I'd be happy to. So I, so I went in and did the show. Eventually, they they a few months later, they hired me to come in once a week. And she was her name was Eleanor. And she, she was instrumental in in saying you're you're good at this when you should do more of this and it hadn't really crossed my mind that that would be something that i would do full time at any point but eventually i did more and more of that with her encouragement and now now i play at 15 schools every week (laughs) and 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 i do shows for kids uh everything from concerts down to birthday parties wow okay so well let's get back to that very first one so when you were asked hey will you fill in you had no hesitation. You were like, "I'm going for it." Was that was that sort of the way you were thinking about it? Yeah, I said I'll, I'll be glad to do that. Uh, you know, it, it it was holiday songs primarily. Uh-huh. Um, I, I had worked in a as a camp counselor as a teenager, uh-huh. so I had a few songs in my repertoire that I was comfortable with, and and I knew it wasn't going to be a long. It was only. 30 or 40 minutes. Uh-huh, right. So I was, I was happy to do that. You were, you were happy to jump in. I mean, it's good that there was no hesitation. I, I just think that's cool. Like you, it just tells me a, a lot about you and it, and that comes through in the music. That's like, yeah, all right, I'm going <laughs> to do it. Like, no problem. Let's just get into it. So how would you, um, how would you describe your music? Oh, uh, um, well, I do a lot of different styles. But I, w- I would say I-, I never try to dumb down the music. I never try to, um, I-, I never try to sing songs that that adults wouldn't enjoy. Also, for the most part, or I don't want to have that attitude. I, I want to have an inclusive attitude that that includes the grown-ups as well as the children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I- I'd say that's my sort of my philosophy right. about. Uh, Music, because I, I want the kids. Because I didn't grow up listening to music for for young children. I I grew up listening to folk music and rock music, and uh, classical music as a little kid. And there were just a lot of things that appealed to me from different different genres and different uh, artists. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always interesting to hear uh, influences too. So I mean, I hear a lot of different influences, and you actually wear your influences like almost literally on your sleeve with some of the some of the covers that you do. Um, especially yes, on the new yes. record, and we'll talk about that. But um, what are, what do you think are like maybe two or three bands or musicians that people should check out that really influenced you as you were getting your musical stuff together? Well, well, way back I would say Pete Seeger, huge, huge influence, mm-hmm. um, and and of course he he's more from a folk background, banjo player, guitar player, and, and just wonderful singer and entertainer. Um, and then after that, I think probably the, my biggest influence was the Beatles, um, small band, heard yellow them. submarine and all those, they, they had a bunch of the all submarine, uh, film and album. Mm-hmm. That whole thing was really appealing to me. And, and there was a lot of fun stuff back in the, in the late sixties that, uh, you know, when I was a little, little kid yeah. that, that I enjoyed. Uh-huh. Great. Um, so you, so of these eight records that you put out, a lot of them, um, kid kid centric but the one that before we get into the the brand new one the one that i would love to hear about like how you got the idea and and how it came up is is your uh is your mini opera your mini rock opera about the life of a kid take us through the take us through that one because it's fascinating 
Well, I, I, I the way that started was uh, I was on vacation with my wife and my two boys, and my boys are both pretty. My my youngest boy is going to be turning twenty two. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh-huh. I just got his present for him. Uh, happy and birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Uh-huh. Oh, great! And and he also plays on the album on the new oh, album. Cool. And my older boy uh, Noah. Uh, is gonna is just turned 24 a few months ago and we were hanging out uh, on this little island um, a private island off of north of boston and uh we're hanging out on the porch and and my my he was about i think he's about maybe 10 or 11 years old and he said dad why don't you have a, 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 a why don't you make an album about a you know, a, a kid from getting up in the morning to going to bed at night. And I said, you mean like everything that the kid does? And he said, yeah. So I said, well, okay. And we had a little, we had a little recorder. I I don't remember exactly uh, if it, it wasn't, wasn't a phone because that was before phones. Right, right, right. I had my phone recorder. We had a little recorder with us. And uh, I said, okay. So my son Noah, uh, he said, well, First thing, he's going to be getting up. He's going to be waking up. Yeah. So I, there were maybe eight songs on the album that I just made up a song on the spot, no thinking, just start playing and singing. And so I had I had these eight songs recorded when I got back home, mm-hmm. northeast wow. where I live. And then those were like first drafts. No, none of them were complete uh, as is, but um, they, they gave me the work. Uh, you know, the preliminary first draft, which I call it. Uh-huh. And I was able to modify those and complete those songs and then fill in any other songs during the day. Yeah. Uh, from morning to night. And uh, so spent a lot of time doing that. Well, what's cool is that, like, you know, the life of a kid is pretty spontaneous and, and lots of different things can happen. And it's neat that you sort of uh, almost emulated that in, in just trying to, like, write the songs, like, get them out quick and, like, you know, fit the mood of what's happening with the kid at this particular time. And uh, I think that that's, uh, that's pretty, a pretty neat crossover kind of idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, my speaker is shutting on and off on me again. Oh, no. I am more trouble. No, no, no. I don't that. Okay. Can you, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, so I, I was, I was just, I just said that, uh, it, it's cool that the spontaneous nature of the song sort of mirrors the spontaneous nature of the kid. Pretty amazing. Well done. Cool to, cool to Thanks. try to capture that. Um, so you, uh, two of your most requested songs are Shy Shark and I Like yes. Trucks. So, and yes. these are, and I understand why these are two of your more requested songs, but tell us a little bit of the backstory about uh, each of them. Shy Shark was, um, uh, I was playing a birthday party for my wife's little brother. Okay. Who was many, many years younger than Uh she is. Okay. And so, of course, her dad, Grandpa, was there. And grandpa always speaks what's on his mind. And he goes, Wayne, you got to write a song about a shark. Kids love sharks. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I, so I, so I worked on the song and, you know, as it turned out, it was really, it was really about me. Oh. Um, so as you know, I, I like to talk about like the, the role of anthropomorphism mm-hmm. in my songwriting, uh-huh. you know, animals acting as people and, and, and using animals to tell a story. And it's not, 
you know, it, it's not so obvious that it's a person, but you know, I was a shy kid growing up and there were kids that picked on me. And, uh, so that, that's what the shy shark was kind of about. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. And, uh, you know, the animal theme, it comes up, you know, you can see a lot of that, it, even in just your song titles. And, and, and you, but it's, it's interesting to know that there's like a real meaning behind it where, you know, these, these animal characters are, are living out some real life stuff like Shy Shark. Um, okay. So then I like trucks. Uh, you know, I, I like truck. I also like trucks. So that's cool. We have that you in too. common. <laughs> I, I like truck. I, I lived on a farm for a while. So I, I, uh, I got to drive some trucks. It was pretty fun. Uh-huh. Pretty fun trucks. Trucks yeah. are great. So, so that was uh, inspired by by my nephew. His name is Chetsky. Okay. And he's about he's about eight years old now. He's a real live wire. He lives in New York. And uh, the first time I met him, he was a toddler, and I, it was at a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I, I I came in. I was all we were. Everybody was dressed up, getting ready for the for the event to begin. And it was actually the reception portion of the wedding. And I met Chetsky for the first time. And I said, Chetsky, I'm your Uncle Wayne. It's so nice to meet you. And he just looked at me, wouldn't say anything. He was very shy. And I said, aren't, aren't you going to say anything to your Uncle Wayne, Chetsky? And he looked at me uh, and he's kind of turned his head a little bit. And he said, I like trucks. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, and that, that's great. And uh, uh, is there anything else you want to tell me? And he goes, I like trucks a lot. <laughs> And so I went back and I, I wrote that song for him. Yeah. So. And that's, that's awesome because I like trucks. My nephew likes trucks. My son likes trucks. Like everybody likes trucks. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice meeting point for, uh, for, for many people. And my daughters like trucks too. So that's, that's, that's I, I, lo- I love that your songs come from like a real live place. You know, you meet your, your nephew at a wedding and you're like, tell me something. And I like trucks, and that's real. That's real, and that's what kids like. It's true. Okay, so tell me about the new record, Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll Party is, um, you know, I, it was a bunch of songs that I've that I've been doing in classrooms. Um, I also play when I play shows. I have a really great band that plays with me. Uh, I'm honored to play with these guys. Um, my drummer uh, Billy Clock has has toured all over the country in in rock and roll bands. Uh, he's he's played in bands that have opened up for people like Johnny Winter, who's oh, cool. a yeah. fantastic cool. blues guy. He's just an unbelievable drummer. And and my bass player J- Jeff Keithline has played with. Uh, I don't know if you know who James Montgomery is. I don't, um, but he's yeah. a he's a he's a Boston area harmonica player blues guy. Cool who is just phenomenal. And he has actually played with Johnny Winter and all these other people. Um, so these guys are in my band. So this band rocks out right. when we play out. I love playing with them. So I have all these songs that I was doing with the children. And I just I, 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 I miss being in a rock and roll band full time. That, that was always a great thing when I was in my... Uh, in my 20s and in my 30s and even in my 40s, I was in all these rock bands. So I said, I want to make a, an album that that I really like uh, as far as the style of it goes. I want I want these songs to really rock out. I don't want them to sound like uh, kids music necessarily. I want it to be accessible, but I want them to I want them to wail. I want them to rock. Mm-hmm. So 
that was the overall i had a bunch of more songs that weren't included on the album because well that's not rock we'll we'll save that for the next album oh my wow and so i pulled the 16 most actually the 15 most rocking songs and then we put a acoustic version of shy shark on the end for fun right for fun so so it starts in a big way the record starts in a big big way with the baseball game song um tell us tell me the the inspiration behind it because i have a seven-year-old who goes nuts for baseball totally nuts for baseball well he he should come up to boston Uh and hang out with us at at a red sox game it's just you know it just doesn't get any better than that for for fun and and you know the the past twelve or so years with the Red Sox has just been really great. So we have this, you know, people in Massachusetts and in Boston, in the Boston area, are crazy about the Red Sox and mm. and it's it it's a wonderful city if you love baseball. And there's other great things here too, but <laughs> baseball is, is really big uh-huh. and. Uh, and and of course, when you go to the games, there are certain songs that they play. Uh, you know, "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," which is the number one baseball song of all time. Fantastic! It's unbelievable that that song has Endured, you know, year yeah. after year. It's like a hundred years old. It's not quite a hundred, but it's pretty close. Sure, it's getting there, and, and people still singing it. They know all the words, and it's it's a wonderful song. <clears throat> so my take on that was, um, with it being such a great song. It's choruses, one, two, three strikes, you're out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Whoa, that's not what I want for my team. I want that for the other team. Right. <laughs> I want the Red Sox to get single, double, <laughs> triple. Wow, I want them to get a home run. You know, that's <laughs> so like I took the opposite tact of that chorus. Yeah. And and there, so, and there so that's it, that's yeah. where inspiration is is you know the, the fun of going to a game and the fun of like that positive thing mm-hmm. of getting a home run as opposed to getting out right okay and, so and of course yeah. off, offense versus defense it's great yeah offense versus defense <laughs> and and of course if you listen to the song of some some of your rock and roll listeners or parents of rock and roll uh-huh. listeners might hear a lot of rolling stones in that song uh-huh. there's definitely a, a, a Rolling Stones, Sticky Fingers, Sticky Fingers, uh, yeah. Well, there's a there's a lot of good, a lot of good like bluesy moments and and rocking moments and um, but there's also a song that you don't sing, right? So you you you, you, you brought in a guest singer. I think it's probably a, a first for you. But the song is "I'm a Little Princess." And what's the message behind the song? And who sang it? And and how you feeling about it? Yeah, I. I I wrote that song uh, because a lot of my classes, the girls would say, sing a song about a princess. Or they would ask me to sing a a Disney song, which I, I don't typically do Disney songs. So I so my take on on being a princess was, you know, you can be you, you can be a princess, but you can be so much more than a princess. Also, right. So. You know, so like the last verse of that is about um, you can be a doctor or drive a big truck too. Oh, big and, trucks again! Yes, love it. <laughs> right, big trucks in there because I, you know I, I know a woman who's a truck driver, and uh, you know I know women who are doctors, and 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 it's limitless. You can't just a princess is one wonderful thing you can be, but you can be anything. So that was my message um, when I wrote the song uh, at the request of of kids, but then I felt kind of funny singing it 
in concerts because <laughs> kids would come to my concert, sing the princess song. And I would, okay, I'll do it. But once again, my son Noah was a big influence because uh-huh. my first demo of the song, he said, dad, let me tell you something. Don't ever sing that song. In <laughs> it's a great song, dad, but don't, you shouldn't sing it. I said, okay. okay. So there, there's a, uh, there's a, a young lady. Her name is Hannah Lazat. She's a, Right now, she's a high school senior, so oh, she wow. was a couple of years younger when she first recorded the song for me, and and uh, I heard her sing at a um, high school musical in our town of Easton, mm-hmm. and I was just taken aback with her singing. It was just so beautiful, and mm-hmm. and I asked her to sing, <clears throat> and she and she did. She did a beautiful, beautiful job on that song. Yeah, it sounds great, um, and and the message is there. I think you could sing it. I think you could sing it. Don't. Don't sell yourself short on your ability to sing. I, I appreciate that your son Noah seems to have like a, a big, uh, a big influence on on sort of the aesthetic that goes with with the music. But man, you can sing it because you believe it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> um, so you also have like a, a series of covers that you do, but you you cover songs, but you do them in a. Um, you know, you change some lyrics, you move some things around, maybe to make it more family friendly. What were uh, what were what were the uh, the choices that you made for for the covers that you put on this album? There's like boom boom. There's a uh, train kept the roll and a couple other things too. Right. Well, you know, I did Boris the Spider, uh-huh. which is a song by the Who, and um, unfortunately, the end of that song, Boris the Spider is no more. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. And- on on my version, I the only thing I did was I just added one more creepy crawly at the very end to suggest that maybe he got up and he's <laughs> he's getting out of here. Uh-huh. He's he's maybe okay. Uh-huh. So that was like a, a minor addition that I did to that song. Yeah. Uh, on some of the other songs, I had to rewrite verses. Um, Train kept a rolling, which I mean I've seen Aerosmith a couple of times with my boys uh-huh. and and. What a wonderful band. What a great rockin' yeah. band. They're unbelievable. Um, but I don't really know what Train... I mean, Train kept a rolling. His his lyrics are... Uh, what he sings in there... First of all, they're about... They're about guys and girls getting together. Uh-huh. But also the... The, um, the, the, the lyrics don't make a whole lot of sense. They sound good. <laughs> and, and so I wanted to have it a little bit more co- co- coherent. Uh-huh. Uh, and also something that the kids could relate more, like uh, you know, the, having the having the conductor call all aboard, which is not in the, the right. original song, right? Um, and just have it more about visually about a train, and and the kids love that song, and, and they're missing out because the Aerosmith version is not for them. Uh, so I do that. I, I do that with toddler groups, which are like these kids are two years old, right. and they are screaming all night long. They're just like <laughs> getting into it. Uh, and then older kids too, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-olds yeah. get into it too. Yeah, totally. Great. I mean, it's a great song. Aerosmith is a great band. They probably have not gotten the uh, the credit that they're due. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, Sweet Emotions, one of the best of all time. I'll just say that. One right. of the best songs of they all did time. A, Stephen Tyler did a great song too called I Love Trash, which uh-huh. is a Muppet song. Oh, yeah? And it rocks. It if rocks. you've never heard it. Is it's it, really great. Oh, it's awesome. Um, okay, so <laughs> so the the one song that I um, I really really liked 
and I want to I want to dig into it a little bit just to hear what you're where you were think what you were thinking where you were coming from because it's it's got a different vibe um the song you know the song don't say anything it's got a different vibe yes. it's a little it's a little spacey a little groovy a little um you know ethereal maybe a word to describe it and uh I would love to hear your process behind that song and, and, and tell me a little bit about it. Okay. Okay. Um, that, that song was not going to be on the, it was not, that song was not for the album. Oh, um, okay. And, and, um, I, I sent my younger son, Jordan, uh, a CD of all the songs in process. They were almost all done. And I said, and there's, there's five or six songs on the end of the CD that I put on by mistake, just to, you don't have to listen to those, just ignore them. Mm-hmm. There were demos that weren't completed. And this song was one of the songs, Don't Say Anything. And he said, Dad, that is the best song on the whole CD. You have to put that on the CD. And I said, you're kidding me. And he said, no, I'm serious. You got to put that on there. So so it was, it was his uh his. finagling that, that <laughs> got me to complete that recording and put it on yeah my mom always said don't you know don't say anything if you if you haven't got something nice to say don't say anything. don't say anything i've heard that one before uh, for myself right, yeah <laughs> right. it's, it's probably not my only my mom saying that and um i was listening to a lot of Radiohead at, at the that's at uh, the time of writing that yeah so i had this it, and it was mostly an instrumental and i couldn't think of I couldn't think of what to fit in there for lyrics. And I tried all sorts of stuff um, and had a lot of busy stuff in there. And I took that out. And um, then I, I came up with the don't say anything uh, yeah. unless unless you have something nice to say. Yeah. And and just had that sort of as a, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really. Uh, it's cool. It is kind of a real. Yeah. It, it kind of goes on a little long, but it's kind of mysterious and and exploratory in a way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's it's amazing that you that you've been you were listening to Radiohead because when I was listening to it I'm like this is uh this is influenced I hear where this influence is coming from and I was I'm uh, I, I'm always so excited when like that comes through in in an artist's work like yours like I've been listening to this and I wanted to 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 take this song in this direction and sort of inspired by this uh, amazing band that and and to put it on a kid's record is like such a step it's really cool. Thank you. Thank. You. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It is funny that when people listen to certain songs, sometimes they really do pick up on the actual influences, and sometimes they they might say, "Oh, this is influenced by this and that artist." And I'm like, uh, "I don't think I even know who those artists are." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to like freely yeah. admit where I get my yeah. inspiration yeah. or my arrangements. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not a ripoff. It's like this is a what seems to be like an ex- it was an experiment for you to see what you could come up with with this and this like sort of direction and and it works and it's really cool and like the message is you know if you, if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything that is a universal truth and to put that universal <laughs> truth to like a just like a very like mellow like nice sounding thing it's really cool so i i wanted to uh i wanted to to dig into that now you you mentioned before um, that you had a gig at a school in uh, just a couple hours. So yes. So we're and this is a, a fascinating thing. So you're you're in the car. You're you're getting ready for the gig at school. What what can the audience expect? They well this is this is actually a school that I go to uh-huh. once a week. 
Okay. So these kids see me every week. So it's not it's not the same as a show. If 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 I was doing a show, uh, it might I might have a theme if they wanted a theme, or I might be doing. Uh, I might be doing just about anything. I have a lot of songs in my repertoire. True, right. Um, so usually, you know, I have two classes that I see at this school. One is a, a group of toddlers, and they they like to clap their hands. They like to do walking and running and jumping and galloping. So we'll do some action songs. We'll do some uh, some singing songs. Um, and then after I, I see that group, then I see a preschool group upstairs mm -hmm. and i think their favorite song right now is london bridge is falling down a typical game where, <laughs> uh -huh. where they go in a circle and you catch them they love that uh they they have the new album uh -huh. in their schools so they like the princess song so we actually yeah. do sing that all right nice <laughs> yes uh-huh and you know, uh, since it's raining, we'll probably do a, you know, the it's raining, it's pouring song. Uh-huh, yeah. Because they, they like stuff like that. And then uh, we'll probably, they like to do the Shy Shark. Uh-huh. That's one of their favorites. And yeah. and I, I will take requests from them. So they have, if they have anything from, uh, that they've heard me do before, if they have something uh, off one of my albums or, or something that's not, I'll, I'll do that. Right. And in, in many cases... They'll request a song that doesn't exist, so I'll You'll try to come up, up with something right on the spot. Oh, that's that's fun. That's really fun. That improv improvisational uh, element is really great. So how much would you say, you know, so this is not a concert, right? This is you doing your that's weekly right. thing, your weekly. Well, how much of this? So you mentioned Shy Shark. Would you say that there's a percentage of how much of your stuff you do that the kids know versus like Rain, Rain, Go Away or those kinds of things? Yeah, I do about three quarters of my own stuff yeah. whether it's on my cds or in my in my extended repertoire right and then um then there will be you know maybe two or three songs that i'll do that, that they'll request although you know a lot of times i'll nix certain songs if i've done them too many times if they if they're asking for twinkle twinkle little star i said sorry that's not on the playlist for today you know yeah. I, we're taking a I little taking a little like, right twinkle twinkle break we'll get back to that next week <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so so obviously um no let it go nothing from moana no let it go yeah that's a tough one to get away from um as someone who but does I, but I can be coaxed to do paw patrol if need be oh really oh well there's some rockin' versions of that song out. There are some rockin' uh, versions. There, that is very true. Do you know the names of the the Paw Patrollers? You must if they're in the song, no. right? Uh, I have I have to get my cheat sheet out for that, which is <laughs> I paper with, with the lyrics for that song. I, yeah. uh, I have to fess up. Yeah. I wouldn't do that in a concert, but in a classroom. I yeah, okay. That. Well, that's that seems fair. That seems fair. So, so Wayne, how can we find you and follow you and keep up with you and get your music and all that stuff? Well, I have a I have a website. It's WaynePotash.com. Okay. And there's a little there's a bunch of different pages on that. Uh, you can buy the CD or download uh, tracks on that. I'm also on Amazon, CD Baby, mm -hmm. iTunes, Spotify. And um, we should say, in relation to Spotify, your son made a playlist, right? Your your best stuff. It. That's so cool. Totally surprised me. That yeah. He has this playlist going over uh, seven of my eight albums. Uh -huh. I don't know why he didn't include album number one, but <laughs> it seems like it seems like your kids have discerning taste. But don't take it personally. Right. No, I won't. So, so it, it, there's like over thirty songs on the playlist, so people can access that. Um, cool. 
I don't know if they have to if, how they would look that up actually, but well, I did we'll, send you a link. So. I have a link, and when we when this uh, episode comes out, be sure to to share that link as well. Totally great. So you're on Facebook, Twitter, those kinds of things as well. Yes. Okay. Yes, I okay. am. So you are hi- hi- highly findable, I guess is the way to say it. Highly findable. I hope, I hope so. Yes. yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Wayne, thanks so much for, for talking with me about the record. It was really cool to hear your story and, and to uh, catch some of your energy. My pleasure. I was, somebody just bumped my portable studio here, so I got... <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the show. I, I, I look forward to hearing the, the broadcast. and uh, Totally. We'll, we'll send you a link. Um, all right. Take it easy. So thanks again to Wayne for talking to me. He's a good guy. Lots of experience. Lots of time in the classroom. Lots of time singing with kids. And it comes through in his music. Be sure to check him out. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. There will be more, much more. It's episode number 80. Can you imagine? I mean, there's more. We've talked about this before. There's the Good Stuff Sports, and there's the bonus content that wasn't really counted. On iTunes, it looks like there's actually 98 episodes. That's crazy. Anyhow, 80 episodes of Hot and Fresh Good Stuff. Hope you enjoy. It's all there. It's all free. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, really. Or go to my website, goodstuffpod.com. If you have any questions, comments, things you want to tell me, pizza you want to share with me, I I mean, you can't really email pizza, but figure it out, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Thanks a lot. Talk to you very soon. And now, here's At the Baseball Game by Wayne Potash. Baseball game.
stuff. 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 stuff.